This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have it. Today's episode was suggested by listener Nicole, and the topic is loaded fries. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this this because uh, I won't say what it was, but we started researching a topic and then rejected it as being not fun. And uh, we're like, what's something that is fun and doesn't come with a lot of health claims and loaded fries is it? Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'm happy that we're doing this episode because, like many other things we've done episodes on, I'd never eaten this before. And in fact, I didn't know that these two words together made a term. No, you can put loaded before any food and it it makes it better. Like a... Like a loaded pudding. (laughs) Sorry. I just burped as I was starting to laugh. I don't know if I've ever done that before. Mm -hmm. Uh, what else could we load? Yeah, I'm sure, um, I'm sure in 600 and, <laughs> 627 episodes, you've never done that before. No, but I just don't remember doing it. Or okay. maybe it didn't feel so close no, to it. No, it says right here you did it on episode 412. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, so loaded fries. Thank you, listener Nicole. We just ate loaded fries for lunch. And it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. So it was like kind of the simplest version of loaded fries, uh, which is fries with stuff on them. Oh, should we go down memory lane? I mean, uh, okay, I'm just going to get it right out of the way. Never had these unless poutine counts. And we'll talk about that. I think it does. Okay. Uh, okay. But uh, we may we may hear differently from some Canadian listeners. Okay. I This is not something that I've been super into because I'm always nervous about the fries getting soggy, even though I do like the idea of putting stuff on fries. I have, however, had, you know, I've had cheese fries. I've had chili cheese fries. And I've had the Wendy's Baconator fries, which are pretty good. It's just like fries with cheese sauce and bacon. I just want to be clear. This seems like a uniquely American invention. It sure does, right? Although it's not... It's not like totally different from like kind of stunt foods that happen maybe in the UK. Stunt foods like that get fired out of cannons? Stunt, or? Get fired out of cannons and into deep fat fryers like, <laughs> like you know, fried Mars bar or like. Oh, that's a good I guess, point. I guess like that's it, a good point. You could, you could like, like loaded fries feels like more like a meal. It feels like, as we'll see, it is a thing that would be on the appetizer menu at a at a like fast casual chain restaurant like a Chili's or an Applebee's. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think that, you know, my my feeling 
about having it for lunch today is that it really felt like a food that uh, I didn't feel quite complete without some sort of a beer. Right. And yeah, we did it, not have a beer. Yeah, we, I, I probably have a non-alcoholic beer in the fridge. Oh, well. Totally fine. Um, yeah, I think in England they call them churlish chips. Instead of, look, I, 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 <laughs> okay, okay. Right. All right. So uh, let's talk about what these are. I mean, is this just basically like nachos, but sub fries for the, the chips? Yeah, it's a hundred percent that. So it, it, uh, is fries topped with almost always either cheese or cheese sauce or both. Okay. Uh, bacon is often involved. Ranch dressing is often drizzled on or served on the side. Gravy sometimes, even when it's not billed as poutine. Okay, I, I have a I have a question for you about. Uh, I know we're about to get into like type of fries. Yeah, but I, I noticed when you made them today uh, from frozen fries that you cooked in the oven. Yeah, uh, that you got the fries really crispy. I mean, they were they were beautifully golden. Thank you. I that, was like thirty minutes in the oven. That said. Well, I know we have differing opinions about soggy fries. We do, but yeah, no, like, you like I'm, oh, right. I'm you totally like, you like fine with Dick's fries. Dick's fries. Oh. I love Dick's fries. Okay, I truly um, love them. I don't mind a fry that I fold to put in my mouth. Okay, like like floppy. And fold. obviously, you're not alone, since since you know people people region wide love Dick's, and people you know all over the Western U.S. love and, In and Out. And you know, even listener of the show, friend of the show, Kenji Lopez Alt loves Dick's fries. Yeah, so. I, I'm here to say I would be really interested at some point in maybe having those Baconator fries with you and seeing what happens with the cheese sauce. Yeah. And we'll we'll talk about some like versions where like the fries are supposed to get soggy. Oh, OK. OK, go on. OK. Yeah. You can use like a variety of different types of fries. So, yeah, I used like what they call shoestring fries in the frozen case. But really, like I think of shoestring fries as Wait, being they thinner call those than that. Shoestring fries? Yeah, isn't that weird? Well, that is I think weird. of those as being kind of like regular fries. I feel like so the, these fries. Like quarter inch. Yeah, I was going to say quarter inch on each side. What is that? That cut in in classical is French cooking? Maybe. Well, I'm that's sure the, we have some. That's the thing that came to mind. I'm sure we have some listeners who know. And who, I was trained personally by Escoffier. So. <laughs> Okay, go on. So could you use like crinkle cut fries? Uh, crinkle cut fries seem like a really common base for ah. uh, for loaded fries. Yeah. Okay. Uh, waffle fries. We'll, we'll talk about one of those. Uh, Arby's uses curly fries. And there's there seems to be sort of like a like a casserole, basically. So like I know those fries are not staying crispy. Like you get like a cup that's like half sauce, half fries. Okay. You know, it's interesting. I like the idea of curly fries in theory because mm-hmm. I, I like curly fries. But I, I think that if I were going to eat them as like a finger food with a beer, I feel like curly fries would really fall apart instantly. Maybe. I mean, like, I don't even know if you could pick them up. But would it be you so bad to have to use a fork, of, I guess? No, I don't think it would be so bad. Now that we're getting into this, I'm realizing I don't know, like, if it's taboo to eat uh, loaded fries with a fork. Who would know? Like, I haven't been out into America <laughs> recently. Yeah, I know. I've really, I've just been sort of at the edge uh-huh. of America, not like into sort of, it. Yeah, sort of like peering, peering over the edge uh, nervously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yep. uh, I yeah. don't know. Like, I'm fine with it. Okay. So, uh, you said, like, it, it. you think it's quite common to use crinkle cut fries. Do you mean, like, in restaurants? Yeah. And so, what restaurants do you associate with loaded fries? So... When I think loaded fries, I think uh, I think two things, uh, like both of which I have not that much experience with. But I think of like fast casual chain restaurants like mm-hmm. Chili's, Chili's, Applebee's, totally. Ruby Tuesdays. 
And I think of Springfield, Illinois, which is kind of the uh, American capital of loaded fries. How did you know that? Because uh, Silots W, sister-in-law of the show, Wendy, used to live in Springfield uh, when she was first uh, practicing as a nurse and learned about this dish in Springfield that is that is uh, loaded fries par excellence. What makes them par excellence? Okay, so let's get right into this. So the the uh, and then. Let's see. By this time, no, like we won't have a, t- a teenager of the show. December it will be. Uh, oh man, you're going to have an ad- adult child of the show. Yeah, December. D. Someone suggested something else, but I think I like ACOTS D. I, I haven't read it by them, but like I assume they'll like it because no, it sounds I like, like a robot. I like ACOTS D. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's uh, yeah. It sounds like a secret, a secret like you know Defense Department project. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, wife of the show, Lori, and ACOTS D went to visit Wendy in Springfield uh, one year. And uh, and had uh, this dish, which is called the horseshoe. Okay. And why is it called a horseshoe? I don't think we really know, except that, like, I guess horses have big feet and it's a big dish. Hmm, it's not horseshoe shaped? It's not horseshoe shaped. It's plate shaped. Huh. And okay. what it is, is like a couple of slices of Texas toast topped with a bunch of fries, often crinkle cut fries, and then a lot of toppings. Okay, and so are you supposed to like? How is this done? Do, how, how do you how do you uh, navigate this? Do you pick up a slice of Texas toast? I think I think there's got to be a fork involved. Yeah, I should I should have like looked this up before before stepping in, but mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's sometimes described as an open faced sandwich, but I don't think it's like picked up and eaten like a sandwich. Okay. Like one, so so I looked at some menus and like you know you can get like you know pulled pork or like you know various kinds of cheeses or cheese sauces, great. One topping that is available everywhere is half pound burger patty. Wow, just a whole patty. Just a whole patty. Not even like crumbled up. No, you can, you'll you'll probably like you That's know so fork, fork it I mean, up yourself. Well, no, I wonder if you if some people do like make a little sandwich out of it. Not a little Probably. sandwich, yeah. a if big you've sandwich. Ever, if you ever, like, I've never had one. So if you've ever been on, on horseshoe turf, contact at spilledmilkpodcast.com. Let us know. And a small horseshoe, like, made with just, like, one slice of bread and fewer fries and toppings is called a pony shoe. That is the cutest yep. thing. Okay, so so Springfield, Illinois. Did you happen to do any research into how Springfield became the, the loaded fries capital of the U.S.? So... I think it's got to be one of these things where like one one restaurant started it and then everyone followed suit. But I didn't get the impression that there's like widespread agreement on which restaurant it was. Matthew, if you so, you know, clearly restaurants do this sometimes like we're going to make X dish famous. Right. And like, people the, will... like the anchor bar in Buffalo and Buffalo Wings. Right. OK. It, it, what would you do? What what dish would you do? At, at like Matthew's Bar and Grill to, to lure people from near and far to so have I have, your... to, I have to invent like a like a world famous dish to, right now on the spot. You don't have to invent spot? a world famous dish, just something that you do better than anyone else in the world. Oh, sure, of course. Like, okay, let me let me go through my like list of twelve things that I do better than anyone else in the world. Um, what about? Okay, so so here's here's what it is. Okay, okay. Um, it's a it's a slice of it's a slice of white bread, probably like that naked white yeah, uh, France yeah, bread, yeah, like perfectly toasted and then immediately spread with creamy peanut butter, so the peanut butter gets kind of yes, shiny and melty. Yes, yes, That's like, it. And, okay. and but then it needs a snappy name, like yeah, like. Uh, like Drizzle toast or like shiny toast. Shiny toast. 
I like shiny toes. Okay, yeah. So. You know, strangely enough, I was thinking about this the other night because on Friday, no, Saturday night, we were having just kind of a cozy night at home and June requested grilled cheese and tomato soup. Okay. So whenever we have tomato soup, I either use, oh my God, what's the brand? Like... Campbell's? No, uh, it comes in in one of those uh, boxes. Aseptic pack? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, it's some brand that's at like... I can kind of, I can all kind the of visualize stores. the stores. It's the like it says face. like creamy tomato. I is feel it like, like it's Pacific like Pacific something? Foods yeah. or something. Creamy tomato soup. Don't get the low sodium type. Okay. Trader Joe's creamy tomato soup is a good dupe for okay. it. Okay, a soup anyway, dupe. <laughs> a soup dupe. So I always, I that's what I serve when we have tomato soup, and then I made grilled cheeses the way that you taught me how. Which is melting the butter and brushing it on, yeah, and doing it over low heat, like low and slow. Uh, I've been doing this for years since you first taught me. The only difference is I just don't usually think to buy American cheese, and so I use like sharp cheddar, mm-hmm. Tillamook sharp cheddar. Anyway, Ash and June both declared it the best grilled cheese sandwich they'd ever had. All and right, you need to open a grilled cheesery. Yeah, it's not like they hadn't had this before. For some reason, it was just like exceptionally tasty. And I just found myself thinking, and I remember Brandon and I thought about this when we were opening Delancey too, like, why is it so hard to find a restaurant where you can just like go out to the restaurant and have food exactly as like a good home cook would make it? Mm. Well, that's what... But it never scales up like that. It just doesn't. What do you think is going to go wrong at my shiny toast restaurant? Oh, I think that the the bread is never going to be toasted perfectly. Yeah, you're right. It's just not. Yeah, you know, like sometimes you go to a diner and you get like a like a pale piece of toast. Yeah. Yeah. No. And the same thing goes for my grilled cheese restaurant. Like unless I am making each one like two at a time maximum. We need to clone ourselves. It's not going to work. Like shiny, shiny grilled cheesers is is never going (laughs) to succeed without without human cloning. It's true. It's true. Okay. Anyway, uh, back to uh, back to the problem, though, when you clone yourself, that was kind of all I had about Springfield. Oh, okay. uh, the problem when you clone yourself is like you have to like the clone you have to live is a with baby. Yourself? You, have to, you have to live with yourself. <laughs> Here, that was better than mine. Okay. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ever been to Delaware? If not, now is the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. All right, Matthew, what what else? Wait a minute. Hold on. Okay, you wait. wrote BuzzFeed did a listicle <laughs> in 2016 titled 17 Loaded Fries That Are Better Than a Boyfriend. Yeah, and it was it was all like every one of them had like a like a half-hearted one-liner about how like this this plate of fries will really listen to you. 
Um, oh. And uh, number one was a was a quote Vietnamese style recipe that based on the photo definitely has cheese, peanuts, cilantro, and sriracha. Uh, but the link was broken, so I don't know what's actually in it. But I bet a it's not particularly Vietnamese, but it's probably good. Uh huh. Yeah, it sounds tasty. Okay, but we'll wait a minute. That. Wait a minute. We were talking about uh, restaurants that that serve loaded fries, mm-hmm. and, and we didn't get much beyond like chilies and Applebee's. So you wrote on here that Taco Bell does nacho fries. Yeah, so uh, those are uh, seasoned fries topped with topped with taco meat, cheese, and chipotle sauce. Okay, I it's think I'd be, be good, into that. Right? I think I'd be really um, into yeah, that. Yeah, Red Robin is currently serving the barbecue burnt ends loaded fries. I've never been to Red Robin. Uh, I've been to Red Robin a few times. It's fun. I I not. Not a big fan of their fries because they do steak fries, and that's just not my favorite fry format. Is it basically like Denny's? It's Denny's, like if it was more burger focused, and they don't serve breakfast. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So, but yeah, it's it's not super different from like a lunch or dinner at Denny's, probably. Okay, all right. Let's see, Chili's. Chili's has Texas cheese fries, uh, shredded cheese, bacon, jalapenos, green onions. Oh, I was going to throw some pickled jalapenos into our fries today, and Ooh. I didn't. That'd be good, though, that'd right? Be, that'd be very good, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Applebee's has brew pub loaded waffle fries, so it's waffle fries with like a beer cheese sauce. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm sure these things are all pretty I good. I am really eager to try it now with a cheese sauce. Like, when I think about like uh, pickled jalapenos on it, I would want a cheese sauce. Yeah, I would need more right. cheese flavor, like th- that dairy flavor. I forgot to mention with the horseshoe, the Springfield horseshoe, that the cheese sauce is usually like a like a Welsh rare bit, like beer cheese sauce. Okay, I don't even. Uh, uh, Matthew reminded me today that we did a Welsh rare bit. We we bit. ate Welsh rare bit we, on we the show ate- at one point, which I think is the only time I've ever had it, and it was good. It and was I don't very remember good. what the episode topic was or when this happened. It was probably it was probably fifty years ago. <laughs> it was. Oh wait a minute, Matthew. What day is this coming out? Hey, it, oh it's happy a, New Year! It, happy New Year, everybody! And also, it's almost our fourteenth anniversary of the I, show. I think what, what was the day? Was it like January? 10th or no I'm, yeah, I'm just maybe. thinking of 2010 close close enough it was it was January 2010 yeah. so let's okay. let's call it we, we are now we we'll are call now, it next week we'll call it next week okay, okay. we'll forget <laughs> um <laughs> so let's talk about other things that are kind of like loaded fries okay that are clearly in the same family like you mentioned poutine yeah of course it's it's like fries with stuff on it okay what about things that that are potato, but that aren't fries, like tachos. It seems like it's, you got to call that a relative. Are tachos closer to loaded fries or to nachos? I think closer to loaded fries. I think you're right. Because like a, like a tater tot is quite different from a chip. Yes. That, that is, I'm staking my claim on this. I, I agree. A tater tot, I think, is closer to a fry. Yeah. Than to a tortilla. I chip. mean, a tater chop, ta- a tater chop, <laughs> a tater chop. <laughs> a tater chop is when is when you like like uh, pan sear a pot- potato on the bone. <laughs> so tough. I'm just picturing like deboning a potato. <laughs> <laughs> I do like like uh, scooping the eye out of the potato. That's pretty satisfying. And do you I, eat the eye? No. <laughs> no, I mean the eyeball. Oh, of, of the, the potato. potato. Yeah. 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 Um, it's the best I part. also like it when I, when, like, sometimes when a potato, like, grows <laughs> tendrils in the cupboard, like, yeah. I always find this very entertaining. Mm-hmm. It is cute. It's cute. You can see it just striving to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned there is a loaded fry dish in the Dominican Republic that called uh, yaroa. 
uh, Y A R O A, mm-hmm. that it seems started out as a a like topped mashed plantain dish, hmm. but then people were like, you know, you know what's good and and like you know we could easily throw in in place of mashed plantains French fries, and so I think it seems like that's become more popular. Toppings usually shredded meat, cheese, ketchup, and mayo. Hmm. Looks good. Yeah. Okay, you mentioned chili cheese fries before. Yeah. So is that a loaded That's fry? That's totally a loaded fry. They are sometimes dish? called Coney Island fries. Uh, they don't, there's a lot of food items like associated with Coney Island that didn't necessarily have anything to do with Coney Island. Like how hmm. there's some kind of hot dog in the Midwest that they call Coney's. Does this sound familiar? Oh, yeah. I remember yeah? as a kid seeing the word Coney like in place of hot dogs somewhere yeah. in Oklahoma City and being deeply confused and my dad explaining to me. Yeah, like Coney. Coney Island really looms large in the in the American culinary imagination. I it think. does. Is it just like a ghost town now, or do they still That's have a like good a functioning question. a functioning boardwalk? Yeah, um, I haven't been in years, but like. Yeah, I think the thing I used to like to go to Coney Island for was the uh, the bump your ass off bumper cars, which was like a really fun, like high intensity bumper cars. Um, and uh, <laughs> would you like, call it a high impact? Bumper it was car a high experience? impact, impact bu- bumper car training. <laughs> okay. And I guess like they bumped their ass off because it closed a couple of years ago. And so I, I prefer low impact. <laughs> I, say, I prefer car. my ass on. <laughs> no, I do prefer it on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so basically, I don't know. Whatever your question about Coney Island was, I don't know. Okay. So, yeah, it's a ghost town because they don't have the, the bumper cars anymore. What about potato skins? Mm. Okay. I'm I haven't tra- had potato, potato skins <laughs> in a, in a- <laughs> I haven't had them in ages either. In fact, um, I don't think I've had them since I was a kid. And I I can like taste them now in my mind. But I can't remember where I would have had them. I think maybe my high school cafeteria served them. Possibly. Yeah, probably like just like frozen already already stuffed. Maybe. Um, Yeah, I think it's related. What do well, you think? wait, hold on. Stuffed is a stuffed potato is different from a potato skin. But I'm thinking like like it's like hollowed out, like like not like a, not a, like a twice baked, but like hollowed out and then filled with like cheese and stuff. Yes, but it it isn't twice baked. Like it, do, yeah, it doesn't you know, have the not, stuff. It's not piped filled back with. In. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, now I'm remembering the jingle. Tater skins got baked Big potato, potato appeal because they're made with potatoes and skins that, that are real. Cheddar cheese and bacon, sour cream and chives, crispy baked potato. You won't believe your eyes. Made with potatoes and skins that are real. Yeah. Wow. What other what other jiggles do we remember from the 80s? Um it's hard when, when like you're on the spot because because you know like there are like 40 others that like if oh. someone prompted us, we would do the whole thing. Oh yeah, big time. I feel a little sad that like now in the age of streaming, my kid is not gonna grow up with a ton of jingles in her head. That's true. Um, this is so upsetting. This is that is a that is kind of a bummer though. Do you do you have do any of your streaming service services have commercials? Uh, so we have Hulu with commercials because we're cheap, but I feel like it's all prescription drugs. Oh, that's true. We do watch something that often has like Sky Rizzy. Sky Rizzy ads. Yep. <laughs> Sky Rizzy is my favorite. It is a great. It is a great of, name. It, it's for like psoriasis or, or no eczema. Probably. Oh, like all of these things are are immunosuppressants. Like the immune. Like that's that's the lesson I've taken away from like watching a bunch of TV. Is like the immune system is the worst, and it's and it's going to kill you if you don't kill it first. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. Well, this has been Health Hour. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. This is, our, this is our professional opinion. As as <laughs> yeah. I mean, your your dad was a doctor, but, so yeah. you're also a doctor. That's how. That's it's, right. Like, it's hereditary. That's right. So yeah. okay. Okay. Uh, also, Matthew, you noted that the walks of life have an amazing looking recipe. Okay. For I want to make this. This is this is uh, yeah the walks of life. Friends of the show. Can we call them friends of the show because yeah, they were on once? Sure. Let's um, call them yeah, friends. they have a recipe on the website for kimchi fries where you like make like gochugaru seasoned fries and then like put like kimchi and cheese and stuff on them. Like okay, it that sounds, sounds really fantastic. Um, um, yeah. Wow. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, I guess Matthew, that's kind of it. Wow, that was that was illuminating. Yeah. So, oh, right. So the thing I was going to say right before we started, and I was like, I'll save it for the show, is I really enjoyed that. I agree, it would be great with beer. I'm not sure when, like, in what context I'm going to make it again because I don't quite want to have it for dinner. Mm-mm. It's too much, too much trouble to make it as like a side dish. And I never have, like, the guys over to watch the big game. I think that you have to have the guys over to watch the big okay, game. Okay, which guys would you recommend <laughs> yeah, I have me. over? Okay. That's um, right. You've been you've been watching basketball lately. I would I love have. to watch a basketball game with you. Oh, man. I love watching basketball. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, though. I feel like I would just make nachos. Okay, yeah. I don't know. But but I did enjoy them. I did too. But I don't think I enjoyed I, the potato flavor more than I enjoy a corn chip flavor. That's true. I do love making nachos. Like mm-hmm. and those those I will happily make for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think we're we're learning things here. We really are. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, let us let us know like what what regional uh, loaded fry variations we forgot about. Contact at spilledmilkpodcast.com. And now we've got a piece of spilled mail that's not about curly fries. I mean, uh, <laughs> loaded fries. <laughs> This is from listener Talia. Hi, Molly and Matthew. In the Upside Down Foods episode, you mentioned having vitriol at the... (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I sort of remember this. Wait, wait. Vitriol at the bottom yogurt? Did we call it vitriol at the bottom? Yeah, I think think we were being vitriolic about the idea of fruit at the bottom bottom? yogurt. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Hold on. Back to listener (laughs) Talia's letter. I recently learned from Mr. Etymology that vitriol originally referred to sulfuric acid. Do you, when she says Mr. Etymology, like, I thought I was Mr. Etymology. No, she apparently has uh, her own Mr. Etymology. Okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, The more prevalent meaning we use today of something abusive or corrosive uh, came much later by analogy to the destructive nature of the acid. So vitriol on the bottom yogurt would probably not taste very good. <laughs> Although the crystalline form is quite pretty. Okay, well, I appreciate that because I think we thought it would, it would taste great. Oh, yeah. I, I was dying to try vitriol on the bottom yogurt. Okay. Similarly, the word caustic originally referred to sodium hydroxide before caustic was a descriptor of people. I'm a wastewater treatment engineer, and for some reason, we primarily use caustic in our everyday language instead of sodium hydroxide. But I've never heard anyone use vitriol instead of sulfuric acid. Never let anyone tell you engineers are consistent. Okay, before we get to the last part of the of the letter, do you remember like as a kid or maybe maybe they still do now like seeing trucks marked with caustic soda? Like when you're out on the highway? No. This is this is something I remember vividly as a kid and thinking like, whoa, that sounds scary. Yeah. No, I don't remember that. I remember seeing a lot more cement mixers as a kid than mm. I do now. I mean, and I see a fair number now because there's a lot of construction in this city. But yeah. still. 
That is that is one of the coolest vehicles, a cement mixer. Um, I saw it, it. Always reminds me of, of course it does. It reminds me of the the Wonka wash in <laughs> Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Okay, I thought you were going to say it reminds you of the episode of Cobra Kai where uh, where Johnny makes some kids get inside a cement mixer, which is one of my favorite things that's ever happened on TV. No, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, well, if listeners, you should all watch at least that episode of Cobra Kai. Okay, uh, all right, hold on, listener Talia's. Uh, email goes on. She says, update. Whoops. And I just finished the episode and realized this is the one where you answered my email about divorce anniversaries. I remember that. It's next week. So I've still got time to implement your suggestions. Vitriolic yogurt might actually be perfect. My ex was a horrible cook, so I might just make good versions of all the things he did poorly. I do not recommend using vanilla almond milk in your mac and cheese. Wow. Okay. Wow. I love, I'm so happy for you, listener Talia, that you don't have to eat that mac and cheese ever again. Yep. All right. So I'm glad, I'm glad our suggestions were helpful. I assume we'll be uh, hearing from listener Talia's ex next week (laughs) (laughs) for, for their side of the story. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, Matthew, do you have a now, but wow? I do. This is a Japanese thing, but it is not a thing that you need to uh, speak any Japanese to enjoy. And in fact, there's no there's no like language or written words involved at all. Uh, it's called uh, Ekishuhen no Fuke, and it's a YouTube channel. And it is a walking around a Tokyo train station wordless walk channel. So wait, you're just in the train station itself? Oh, sorry, the the train station area. So you start inside the train station, you go out and walk around the neighborhood and then come back to the train station at the end over the course of maybe half an hour. Wow. Okay, talk about like like, armchair travel. I've talked about walking videos before and like it is boring mm-hmm. in a, an extremely like reassuring kind of way even even if you've never been to Japan like some people are better at doing these walking videos than others for like reasons that I can't really articulate like you know but you know it's just like good pace good camera work uh like you know takes interesting twists and turns through the neighborhood and like if you like you know have heard Molly and I talk interminably about how much we love walking around in Tokyo and want to see like exactly what it's like go check out this channel it's it's delightful nice um and uh, we'll link to it in the show notes all right well our producer is abby circatella uh, Molly has a great newsletter called I've Got a Feeling that is available at mollyweisenberg.substack.com. Mm-hmm. Matthew makes music. Uh, he has two bands, Twilight Diners and Early to the Airport. You can find both, which are they both releasing new music continually? Uh, well, they're both releasing new music at some point. At Let's put some it that way. Point. I, was in, I was in the studio this morning singing through all of the songs from the last Early to the Airport EP just to kind of get in shape for recording the new one. Oh, that must have been so fun. It was. It was fun, but also, like, I need to get back in shape. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, you can find uh, those bands wherever you listen to music. And you can rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. You can chat with other Spilled Milk listeners at everythingspilledmilk.reddit.com. Yeah, I predict there's going to be a thread about all of the things I got wrong and left out about horseshoes. Do you mean the fries or the shoes? I mean the shoes. Like, I said that the best way to, like, get the shoes onto your horse is scotch tape. Oh, um, yeah. I said that the, no, best, the best way is with cheese sauce. With, with cheese sauce. Yeah, yeah. I said the best <clears> material <throat> for, for forging a horseshoe uh, is nougat, <laughs> <laughs> which people like. I, it's just my opinion, man. <laughs> That's all that matters. You can't argue with my opinion. No. Okay. Well, I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Nugent. <laughs>
right. I'm testing. I'm also testing. I don't hear you in my headphones. Oh, dear. Uh, let's... Oh, how's that? Is oh, that yes. better? There you are. Do so you hear me? So much better. So much better. Whenever I put this away, the knobs get all twisted. Ooh. <gasps> okay. My knobs got twisted. <laughs> Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com.